Welcome back to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Welcome back to Mr. Cornwell's Corner. I hope you enjoyed that little ditty. That was the number one song in the United States in 1979 called My Sharona by a group called The Knack. Um, Why are we talking about 1979? Because today's podcast, we're going to focus on the Iranian hostage crisis, which began November of 79 and did not end until January 20th of 81. The Iranian hostage crisis was basically the year of 1980. What was going on at the time of the Iranian hostage crisis? Well, here's a little taste for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl 14 is history. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the champions of the National Football League for the second straight year. Super Bowl 14 took its shape from the team that lost just as much as the team that won. The Los Angeles Rams earned a dignity in defeat which they had never achieved in victory. So in Super Bowl fourteen during the Iranian hostage crisis, the Pittsburgh Steelers won their fourth Super Bowl in six seasons. They were the team of the 70s. They were the, the, really the second dynasty. The first was the Packers of the 60s, the Steelers of the 70s. And this was the last Super Bowl they had won until recent times in the earlier 2000s. And they defeated the Rams 31-19. to That's just a little taste of what was happening in the United States while the hostage crisis was developing and taking place. Who was president when the Iranian hostage crisis began on November 4th, 1979? The only president from the state of Georgia, Jimmy Carter. He was elected in 76. He was inaugurated January 20th of 77. So when the Iranian hostage crisis develops, Jimmy Carter is president of the United States, 39th president, the only one from Georgia. So what was it? Well, the hostage crisis itself was forces in Iran stormed the United States embassy, which is in the capital city of Iran, Tehran. And at the time, there was 52 Americans inside the U.S. embassy. They were all taken hostage. They were held a grand total of 444 days from November 4th, 1979 to January 20th, 1981. At high noon, they were released. Why were the hostages taking crisis? Well, to understand this, you got to know a little Middle East history. So let's back up a little bit. Um, Iran in the 60s and 70s, there was a former leader of Iran known as Ayatollah Khamenei. Now, the leader of Iran is known as the Shah, which is an Iranian word. It basically means king. Khamenei was the leader of Iran for about 15 years earlier. There's a new Shah, and the new Shah in the 70s had good relations with Jimmy Carter, with the uh, American government, including Carter. Iran was an American ally during Carter's administration and Ford's and part of Nixon's. So what happens is the Iranian government is unhappy with their new Shah, and they overthrow him. The Shah of Iran, who is friendly to the United States, flees for his life and winds up in Central America. The former leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, returns. 
Now, the United States under Carter does not recognize Ayatollah Khomeini as the leader of the Iranian government. They still recognize the Shah as the leader. So therefore, according to Carter's government, Khomeini's government is really a terrorist group, not legitimate. The Ayatollah Khomeini's government, they want the Shah back. They want to put him on trial for crimes they say he committed as leader, and they want to execute him. Well, to make matters worse, the Shah has been diagnosed with lymphoma, cancer. So he applies for political asylum. The Shah, who used to be the leader of Iran and was an ally of the United States in the Middle East, he wants to enter the United States to seek medical treatment to prolong his life. The new government in Iran, Ayatollah Khomeini, tells Carter that if you allow him into the United States and do not return him to Iran, where he's a wanted fugitive, there will be consequences. So if you're Carter, you kind of got a moral dilemma at this point. If you refuse the Shah entrance, if you don't grant political asylum, he's surely going to die from his lymphoma cancer. If you allow him to come in and return him to the Iranian government, the new regime, they're surely going to execute him. But if you allow him to come into the United States to seek medical treatment, which would prolong his life, the new government in Iran is telling you there will be consequences. Carter mulls it over. Being a devout Christian, he decides to to allow the Shah, he grants him political asylum, he enters the United States to seek medical treatment. Carter does not turn over the Shah to Ayatollah Khomeini. And at that point, November 4th, a couple days later, is when the new government storms the U.S. Embassy and takes 52 people hostage. All right, well, let's take a quick uh, commercial break, and we'll be right back with more captivating stories from the Iranian hostage crisis. It's over, and the most valuable player is Magic Johnson. 42 points, 15 rebounds, and 7 assists. He starts at center, plays forward and guard, and leads the Los Angeles Lakers to a world championship, 123-107, over Philadelphia without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And the Lakers have announced that they'll have a victory rally at noon tomorrow in the parking lot of the Forum. All right, the Los Angeles Lakers in 1980 were your NBA champions. They defeated Dr. J's 76ers four games to two. Rookie point guard Magic Johnson filled in. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is their starting center, was actually injured for that game. So Magic Johnson, a point guard, played center and wound up being the game MVP. The Lakers won the NBA title in 1980. Also that year at the Oscars, a movie called Kramer vs. Kramer, starring Dustin Hoffman, took home five Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Actor for Hoffman, and Best Supporting Actress for Meryl Streep. So Kramer vs. Kramer picked up the most Oscars in 1980. So that gives you your little update on what was happening in 1980 outside of the hostage crisis. All right, back to the story. So where we left off was the U.S. Embassy in Iran was taken over by the Ayatollah Khomeini's new government in Iran, and 52 Americans were kept hostage. Now, Carter, you know, the United States government has a policy. We don't negotiate with terrorists. That's basically how they viewed Ayatollah Khomeini. So therefore, technically, he didn't want to negotiate directly with him. But what Carter tries to do is he tries to get the hostages released and back to the United States diplomatically by basically 
negotiating with them. Kamini says the only way to do it is to return the shawl, and that's the one thing Carter will not do. Carter, for, for over a year, 444 days, Carter tries several diplomatic gestures, and they all fail. He tries a couple rescue attempts, and neither one of them succeed. What winds up happening under Carter is the United States looks weak internationally to the rest of the world. It looks like you, well, you can just capture American hostages, and the government, the president, they're not going to do anything about it. So this does not look good for the United States. Also, inside the United States, it's really started under Nixon and Ford. The economy is the worst it's been since the Great Depression. Inflation is, is a, the highest it's been since the 30s. Unemployment is up, and there's an energy crisis in the United States. In some areas, you can't buy back gasoline. There's not enough gas. They're out of gasoline. While there's a lot of domestic problems, internationally, look, we look weak as well. Carter is unsuccessful at getting the hostage return, and the, they bring these Americans out on TV, have them read prepared statements, they're blindfolded. This just does not look good for the United States. Well, in 1980, Ronald Reagan defeats, easily defeats Carter in the election in November. And Reagan runs on a platform, if elected, I will get the hostages released. On January 20th, at high noon, while Reagan is being sworn in in Washington, D.C., the 52 hostages are loaded on a plane on a tarmac in Tehran, Iran. And the minute Reagan comes in the office, they're released. They fly out of Iran and eventually make their way back to the United States. Really, the government did that, the Iranian Ayatollah Khomeini, really to embarrass Carter at that point. To recap the Iranian hostage crisis, it happened under Jimmy Carter, 79 to 81, 444 days, so basically 1980. It makes Carter look weak. His government looks weak. The United States looks weak internationally. But Reagan comes in looking like a cowboy. Reagan comes in looking very strong. So that wraps up the Iranian heist hostage crisis. Really, all the things you really know, the big points. We're going to leave you with the number one song of 1980, which is when the Iranian hostage crisis occurred. It is Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. We'll see you next time on Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and ring that bell so you never miss another episode. See you next time. I am Blaine Jaffe, the voice of the intro and exit for Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Thank you for listening. <laughs>